Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us to listen to this message. Whoever you are and wherever you're listening from, we trust that you'll be equipped, envisioned and encouraged as you listen today. just this question I really believe God is wanting us to consider this morning, and uh, I don't mean this in an aggressive way, okay, but what are you looking at? What are you looking at? And um, this morning, I just, what, you know, what we look at defines so much about us, doesn't it? We base so much on what we see, okay? And uh, this morning, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak from the back of the church, I'm going to come around here to the back. There's some wonderful people. Good to see you, Laura. You're right. So if you wouldn't mind turning around. Turn your chair if you want to. That's fine. But what we look at defines so much about what we believe. When you meet somebody for the first time, a huge amount of your judgment is based on what you see, isn't it? The first time you meet somebody, what you see, you make a judgment about them. You make a judgment based on their gender, on their age, that you, you're brave if you have a good guess at it, but their gender, their age, maybe the color of their skin, the clothes that they're wearing, whether they've got tattoos or not, Steve Hodges here at the back, whether they're wearing glasses or not, Steve Hodges here at the back, whether they've got piercings, no, no. <laughs> took them out. Hairstyles, style of clothes, I'm not going to say anything, Steve. All of those things, but they, they all, we make a judgment based on what we see. The trouble is, that's a very worldly way of doing things. It's a very natural way of doing things, and God wants us to see things differently. And he wants us to see everything, as I've said already, through the lens of the cross. As Chris said, I, I, I was doing my best straight face, so I appreciate it. I don't look particularly normal to bring a word. But God wants us to look at everything through the lens of the cross. We've spent this whole year talking about the cross and the crown. But if we don't apply the cross to our everyday lives and to how we view ourselves, how we view God, how we view one another, how we view the world, then it's been a total waste of time. But if we can view everything through the truth and the power of the cross, it changes everything. Because the cross has changed everything. The cross has changed everything. Now turn, uh, I've just got some notes here, but I'm going to read a little bit from the message in 2 Corinthians. So if you haven't got a message, it's probably better if you just listen. The message is a, a paraphrase. But God wants us to be those who walk around with our eyes open, our spiritual eyes open. You know, the enemy wants to blind us. Satan is the master of darkness and blinding. He wants to blind us to the truth. In 2 Corinthians, it says that the, the, the spirit of this world, that Satan is blinding the minds of those so they can't see the truth of the gospel. He wants to blind people. He wants to make us blind to the truth. Jesus came to bring sight to the blind. God wants people to see things as they are. He came and brought light into the world. Jesus took time to heal the blind. 
And in fact, in Isaiah 61, verse 1, when the, uh, the prophet Isaiah talks about how Jesus, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, not just Jesus, but upon us, to bring sight to the blind, so that the blind, blind eyes might open or might see, okay? And there's very much uh, an emphasis in the Word about God wanting us to see things and the reality of things. And far too often we're caught up, aren't we, with natural things. We're caught up with physical things. We're caught up with what our five senses tell us, and we're not looking at what God is doing. We're not seeing the truth of what God has done through the cross and what he's doing through us as his church. God wants us to see everything through the cross. In um, 2 Corinthians 4, again in the message, Paul is writing, and he says, if our message is obscure to anyone, it's not because we're holding back in any way. No, it's because these other people are looking or going the wrong way and refuse to give it serious attention. All they have eyes for is the fashionable God of darkness. They think he can give them what they want, and that they won't, bother, they won't have to bother believing a truth they can't see. They're stone blind to the dayspring brightness of the message that shines with Christ, who gives us the best picture of God we'll ever get. I love that. Christ is the dayspring brightness that shines. He gives us the best picture of God we'll ever get. He goes on to say, remember our message is not about ourselves. We're proclaiming Jesus Christ the master. All we are is messengers, errand runners from Jesus for you. It started when God said, light up the darkness and our lives filled up with light as we saw and understood God in the face of Christ, all bright and beautiful. If you only look at us, you might well miss the brightness. We carry this precious message around in the unadorned clay pots of our ordinary lives. You know, when we look through the lens of the cross, we see God clearly for who he is. Paul writes and he says that God says, light up the darkness and our lives filled up with light as we saw and understood God in the face of Christ all bright and beautiful. It's in the face of Christ that we see what God is like. You know, in, in the Gospels, there are two times when Jesus' face is directly referred to. One is on the Mount of Transfiguration, and one is just prior to his crucifixion. And Matthew, in his Gospel, picks up both instances that Jesus' face is directly referred to. And on the Mount of Transfiguration, we know that what Matthew describes is that Jesus' face shone like the brilliance of the sun, glorious, awesome. It's the same description that John gives in Revelation 1 when he encounters the resurrected Christ. He's on the island, he hears a voice before him and the voice is behind him and he turns around just like we've done today and he sees Jesus. And he says his face shone like the sun in all its brilliance. Isn't that a wonderful picture? That God has revealed himself to us in the face of Christ he is so glorious. Amen. He is so awesome. He is, he is light. That's what the Bible tells us. He's pure. He's holy. He's righteous. And he's wonderful and he's glorious. But the other time that Jesus' face is directly referred to, the Son of God, his face was slapped and punched and spat upon by those around him. Can you imagine that? 
What a difference between a face that shines with the sun in all its glory and then the same face is now being slapped and punched and spat upon. You couldn't get greater contrasts. And yet in the face of Christ, we don't only see the glory of God, but we see the willingness of God to come and lay everything down and suffer and experience what he never had to experience, experience what we experience as a result of sin. He's suffering, pain, separation, all of those things was experienced and we see in the face of Christ Jesus. His glory and his suffering. And you know what? We can't see God's glory and we can't see the fullness of God unless we look through the lens of the cross. What are you looking at? Do we see God as glorious? Do we see God who is willing to come and meet us where we are, to reach down and to suffer? You know, God is not aloof from our sufferings. It's wonderful to hear about the testimony of the youth over in Zambia and to say that these people who seemingly have nothing were smiling. Why were they smiling? Because they know God. They know Jesus. And they're not caught up with all the things that we so easily get caught up with. Those things have been stripped away. And there's, it, it sort of makes it clearer, makes it plainer. When I was in Sierra Leone a number of years ago, exactly the same experience. People who had encountered Jesus Christ, who seemingly had absolutely nothing, and yet their face shone with joy because they knew Jesus. They had a hope in him. And that's what they were looking at. They were looking at their present. They were looking at their past. They were looking at their future through the lens of the cross. As we look through the cross, we see God in a fresh and a new way. And Paul says, if you only look at us, you might well miss the brightness. Do you ever feel like that sometimes? If you look at me, you might well miss the brightness. And then he goes on to say, but that's just to make sure that God's glory doesn't get kind of muddled up with our glory. And then he goes on to say, as if that's going to happen. But you know what? As we look through the lens of the cross, we see God differently, but we also see ourselves differently. Once you've been saved, there is a treasure now that lies within. And again, far too often, we get too busy looking at this bit, the the physical part, the natural part, but within each one of us that have put our faith in Jesus Christ, that have come to the cross... Our old life is dead. We're brought into new life with him. That's the life that we have in Christ Jesus. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. A new life burgeons. Amen. Hallelujah. And you know what? God wants us to see him, to see ourselves, and to see one another through the lens of the cross. Later on, Paul writes, and he says this. He says, we don't evaluate people by what they have or how they look. In the New Living Translation, that's translate, the translation renders it. We've stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. You know, God wants us to look at one another and recognize the treasure that lies within. To recognize, as I look at Mandy, Mandy, as I look at you, I don't just look at the physical you and your appearance, as wonderful as that is, but I know that within you there's a treasure, that you're a new creation because I know you've given your life to Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit is in you, a deposit, a guarantee that there's glorious resurrection life for you now and in the future, a resurrection body to come. Isn't that wonderful? 
Look at the person next to you and say, there's resurrection life in you. If you're born again, there's resurrection life in you. There's resurrection life in you, Crystal. We've stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. He goes on to say, we once looked at Jesus that way and got it all wrong. You know, when he, when he writes that, I think about Jesus standing in front of Pilate. And in John 14, you read Jesus standing before Pilate. He's, he's been beaten. He's not yet been flogged, but he's been beaten. He's been up all night. He's been through trials. And now he's standing in front of Pilate. And Pilate says this, are you the king of the Jews? Really? Because all of your people are cheering and saying that they want you to die. There's no crown, a legitimate crown on your head. There's no palace. There's no robe. There's no finery. How on earth can you be the king of the Jews? And Jesus simply says this, my kingdom is not of this world. He's saying, Pilate, you're looking with the wrong eyes. You're looking in the wrong place. If only Pilate knew how glorious a king was standing in front of him, the Jesus we've been singing about today. And yet he'd laid that aside for a time so that he could come and save us through the cross. And in the same way that we now don't view Jesus in a natural way, we have no right to view one another in a natural way anymore because of the work of Jesus Christ in us. We can't evaluate one another anymore on natural terms in a, with a worldly perspective about what you have or don't have, about what you wear, about the style that you have, about your age, about your gender, about your race. All of those things, they're, 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 they're in the right way, they're nothing. What matters is what's inside each one of us. That we're new creations in Christ Jesus. Just close your eyes for a moment, if you would, please. Holy Spirit, as you reside in us right now, your life is in us right now. You're not outside of us, you're in us. You're present. The imperishable seed the incorruptible seed lies within us right now of those who have given our lives that are born again to you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would just begin to enable us to see things the way that you see them. That you'd cause us to look at our Heavenly Father in the right way. That you'd help us to look at ourselves in the right way. That you enable us to look at one another as the body of Christ in the right way, to see the treasure, to see the wonderful body that you've added us to, joined us to be part of. And I pray that you'd help us to see the world in the way that you see it, the lost in the way that you see them. Oh, Holy Spirit, would you create in us a fresh appreciation of the truth, this wonderful spiritual truth of all that is ours through the cross. Lord Jesus, we honor you together this morning. Jesus, we say you're worthy of praise. Thank you, Jesus, that you died. Thank you, Jesus, that you died. You just say where you are. Thank you, Jesus, that you died for me. Thank you, Jesus, that you died for my brother and sister sitting with me right now. Thank you, Jesus, that you died for this world. That one died for all. One died for all. Thank you, Lord. Lord, as we spend time together today, as we spend time with our loved ones, our neighbors, our friends this week, Lord, I pray that you'd help us to see things 
through the lens of the cross. As we come before you, Lord, in our worship and our prayers, and every day, Lord, that we wake up, that we'd see you through the lens of the cross. We'd see your glory and we'd see your love, your sacrificial love. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done in us. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. There's so much going on at Living Rock Church and we'd love for you to be involved. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching. Visit www.livingrock.church or search for us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.